0: Zach Ellis, Commercial Credit Group.
1: Thank you for joining the program here today. We're going to talk a little bit about some diversifying oil and gas, as that's something many people are talking about, if not thinking about, given today's economy. So, Mr. Zach Ellis, how are you doing today?
0: Doing well. It seems that it's been up and down. Some are struggling. Some are doing well. Some are saying rates are up, so we're excited for the outlook on 2020. How are you?
1: Not too bad, not too bad. I mean, you know, there's still a lot of money circulating around this planet, and so going out and getting it is a challenge right now, but it is possible to get out and do some things. I talked to several different business owners this week who are, you know, they they admitted that they are possibly struggling compared to other years, but they're still at least remaining positive and having some positive results with their their business because they have diversified they've gone into either other areas or they've gotten into other I guess sectors to go and get the business one example was uh, municipalities for example they went into that market where they haven't before what are you seeing in terms of uh, diversifying individuals going into other areas uh, getting their business to bring in non-traditional revenue if you will talk to me a little bit about what you're seeing out there
0: Sure, sure. All the points that you hit on were great. You know, a a lot of times somebody that might listen to this show um, as as a finance consultant, you might call, I travel usually three weeks out of the month. I'm usually uh, from here where I live in Fort Worth to Midland. Then I'll come back to Fort Worth. Then I'll go and I'll travel in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, Tulsa. Then I'll come back and then I'll go up and hit uh, the Panhandle Amarillo area. So, In seeing so many customers, you know, visiting 25, 30 customers a day and talking to them about what's your outlook on equipment financing, what are your plans for 2020, um, you see so many different avenues. A lot of guys that were strictly only sand hauling have now parked all those pneumatics like we talked about a couple weeks back. Those pneumatics are parked and now guys are hauling flatbed, they're hauling steel or they're hauling uh, produce, you know, just yesterday I saw a 53 foot flatbed with onions on it. We're seeing the refrigerated freight, all the produce, the seafood, the meats. Um, there's, there's a lot more diversification to a guy's business because at the end of the day, he still has to survive and keep the lights on. But somebody that is out there in the field and talking to businesses and visiting with them and seeing financials, there's so many different types of businesses. Actually, as we speak right now, uh, I'm working on refinancing a group of tow trucks for our customers. So if you're listening to this, it's not just over-the-road trucks. It's not just vocational trucks. We do vocational, over-the-road tow trucks, heavy haul trucks, construction equipment, whatever you may be looking at.
1: Let's talk a little bit about that reverse ripple, if you will, when it comes to shut-in wells. That's been a very, very hot topic in terms of the news media, and within the industry as well. Of course, you know, a lot of times there are. You've got a lot of one-man shops, and the trucker is the one that I used to bring up quite a bit. You know, there's a guy that owns his own truck, and he's a one-man show, and, you know, maybe extraction oil or whiting petroleum is his only client. And so when they shut in a well or go out of business, that affects them, but they might not be considered oil and gas, if you will Uh, because they're they're in, like, the transportation type of industry. Uh, Restaurants, you know, that type of thing. We've talked about the, you know, ripple that the industry has. How about that reverse ripple when a shut-in happens? All those other industries affected. Talk to me about what you're seeing down there in Texas. Absolutely. I was out in the Permian last week. I got there
0: Tuesday. I left out, I think, late Friday night and visited a couple customers and actually walked into a referral that – is now looking to buy a large group i believe it's 50 or 75 brand new belly dumps and again this was the customer that was strictly hauling sand for some of the bigger guys out there the eogs the next year's the concho whoever it may be so that was a primary contract that he had set up and now he says hey zach i've got to switch uh, my paradigm and i have to go from strictly hauling sand so now we've got a highway contract where we're hauling aggregates. And we've got a reefer contract where we're picking up produce at the border of Mexico right there in Laredo. And we're hauling it to Dallas or we're hauling it to Oklahoma or wherever the freight may need to go. So the well shut-ins hurt a lot of people, um, You know, whether it's the ripple or the reverse ripple effect. When we see, and, and not only me and you have talked about it, but so many other people have talked about The people that left the oil field, some of them are not coming back. And I think it's a boom and a bust cycle constantly. It's good and then it's bad and then it's good and then it's bad. But now we're seeing uh, a lot more subsidization from people. Guys are – they're tired of it constantly being good and then it being bad. So some of these people, majority of these people that are leaving the oil field are not coming back. And it hurts the restaurants. It hurts the grocery store. It hurts the gas stations. Any, uh, any merchandise that's out there to be purchased, it, it, people are going to see a negative effect as a whole.
1: 2020, a lot of people are going a lot of different directions. What are you seeing out there as far as uh, a, a main indicator reading the tea leaves? You know, you mentioned that there are some people out there talking about either shutting their doors or figuring out a new door to put on because the current door isn't working out there. Even here at The Crude Life, we've had to make some changes. We started making some minor changes last year because of the uh, environmental movement. So a lot of this we saw con- coming, not at this speed or this magnitude. So it, it, it's a little bit different. But, you know, there are some people out there that, you know, I interviewed a gal the other day. And she flat out said, you know, the, the, the oil and gas industry woes right now started long before the covid and she's right. You know, they were, were coming up on a one year anniversary for Whiting laying off a third of their staff and Chesapeake and a few others did it. A lot. Baker Hughes, you know, last year. So I think it's important to say listen, we did have a perfect storm. We had a lot happen. We had Russia, we had OPEC, we had China, we had COVID, we had protesters. We had, it, it was beyond a perfect storm. More importantly, what do we do next? what do we do next? And that's one of the reasons why I like having you on here, because you have solution for what people can do next. I talked to a guy yesterday, uh, Craig Ray, and he talked about something that was really important. Not only is it important to identify opportunity, but then you actually have to implement a plan to go seize that opportunity. So uh, with that being said, what do you see in the tea leaves for 2020 and give yourself a plug because you've got great ways for people to capture some alternative financing, alternative financing or ulterior financing, depending on how you like to phrase it. But, uh, go ahead and, uh, what are you seeing out there? Tea leave, tea leave it up, baby. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, Craig, as you mentioned, Craig from Keystone Synergy is, he's a wealth of information. Um, You know we've done business here for a little while. Obviously, trying to provide financing to the clients that uh, you know the Keystone sees as a whole. And and Craig has has a good message to share. He he, I think he saw essentially the writing on the wall, if you will, in diversifying his business. Not only in oil and gas as a manufacturer, but now he's into the crane division. He does the sand silos, and I think he's got a couple other different avenues. I let him speak on that. But 2020. Here lately, since the beginning of the year after oil and gas prices dropped and then it was the COVID deal and then everybody was in a rush to try to get PPP money and SBA loans and 501c3 loans and uh, refinancing debt, I think more now than ever, nothing has changed personally for me as far as traveling. If anything, I'm out traveling more because – I know this is a time that customers need an answer they they need a solution to a problem and not a means to an end and I can't stress that enough if you're listening to this evaluate where your financial stand at evaluate the assets that you have and put a value on it and say to yourself you know what if I have ten assets and I owe a million point two on it what can I do to a refinance my debt and lower my payment but B if worst case scenario, if everything was just to, you know, shut down, how much money can you pull out of that asset? Are you going to be upside down, and are you going to owe somebody money to pay off that loan, or you know, is bankruptcy near? If times are really tough, I feel like this is a time where people need an answer. There's so many more deals that we're working on that are refinance deals, whether it's five hundred thousand dollars in debt or it's eight, you know, eight point five million dollars in debt. That's a deal that we can look at and we can provide an answer and say, hey, these are your options. Because at the end of the day, yeah, everybody I visit tells me the same thing. Hey, Jason. Hey, Zach. I've already got a relationship with my personal bank. We've been banking there for 40 years. Hey, you know what? I completely understand. just want to be a secondary source. Talked to a guy last week in the Permian company did $24 million last year. Not a huge company, but – he had $24 million, and he had his niche deal. But he says, Zach, I've got a relationship with my bank. Appreciate you stopping by. Probably wouldn't use you. Called him back on Monday of this week, and he's like, hey, Zach, I need to refinance these pieces. My bank won't do it. So as these banks get more stringent on their guidelines and what they're going to do, if your credit doesn't fit in that box, they're not going to do it. If You know, you've had uh, whatever it may be, slow pays or you maybe uh, lost money in quarter one or you lost money in quarter four of last year. There's so many more tighter guidelines that these banks are going by that it makes it tough. And when you're put in a position between a rock and a hard place, you need a place to step out to the right or step out to the left and be able to make a sound decision for your business. And that is what I'm here to provide.